support the work of Strike Level Sports by heading to Fanatics.com and purchasing officially licensed gear from the NFL, the NBA, and more. Each purchase made through the text link below goes into the funding of the Strike Seven Sports brand. To proceed, go to the link strikesevensports.com forward slash fanatics. I say again, strikesevensports.com forward slash fanatics. Thank you. Yo, what's up? This your boy Derek Branch here with Strike7Sports.com. This is another episode of Strike Seven Sports Podcast. I am joined by my co-host Brian Bada and Leo Seabury. So re- real quick, we're gonna jump right into it. Um over the past, over the weekend we had the uh, NFL playoffs, uh the divisional round in uh both conferences. It was uh, you know, it was a I'm not gonna try to get be prison of the moment with it, but it was the most I I would guess the most exciting Divisional rounds we have seen in years. We had pretty much each game came down to the wire. Um, we had games that had great defense, great defenses just dominated, and we had games where it was just straight up shootouts. Um, we had San Francisco over uh, Green Bay um, at home, took down Green Bay 13 to 10. Chiefs beat the Bills 42 to 37 in overtime. Tennessee went down to uh they lost against uh the Bengals. And we had uh damn, missing one. Tampa well, LA over Tampa Bay. Uh Rams almost blew a twenty four point lead, but they uh able to maintain it and won by a score third to twenty seven in the field in uh the final uh remaining seconds of the game. And uh knock off uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so we already know there will be no uh, repeat of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Super Bowl champions, nor a rematch between Brady and Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So, with that being said, it's like to get y'all takeaways from uh, this past week weekend's uh, playoff games. I'll take this first. I'll just sum it up pretty short and sweet. It was one of the best weekends of my life. I'm a sports fan, and I watched some really, really incredible games. Uh, the only thing that made it rough was the overtime rules, but they, they were there. Hopefully they change it. Other than that, it's what you dream of as a sports fan, really competitive football games that come down to the wire, and all four of them did. So that's what made this weekend great. Um, for me, games, that, like, it, what made it special, like, it was a special weekend, but what made it special is the fact all the last-second finishes and the uh, and the dramatic comebacks and the fact that there were blowouts. And the fact that even though like we saw obviously both number one seeds go down, it's like it's a fact it is showed a lot. Like it opened people's lives up. It's like there's more parity in the NFL than people think. So a lot of times people think of oh the league there's five, six elite teams and then there's everybody else. And yeah, we have some elite teams, but it showed me that anybody can be being really like a lot of people thought favorite the Packers to win, and they took they got taken down by a team that really, I mean, really is on their level, but not people, not a lot of people get them a chance. And so, it just shows me that anybody could be beaten, and it, like like they say, it's any given Sunday or Saturday. So, it just shows that the parity in the NFL is way more wide, and it's more it's more parity in the NFL than people give like people could give the uh, credit for. Okay, that's what's up. All right, so as for me. Um... I'll just say this, man. It was my biggest takeaway from 
the uh, playoffs was this, man. And I think I said it on Twitter the other day. I'm just going to reiterate that, what I said. These these playoffs, more in particular, uh, Buffalo and Kansas City, shows you how important it is to have that franchise quarterback. Plain and simple. You got to have that guy. Now, I would say in the NFC, is a, you can I think you can get away get away you can get away with it to a certain extent. You have a little more um, older QBs. You got guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. You know, um, Dak, Mahomes. Well, not Mahomes. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy G. Guys, little guys in their late thirties and mid thirties, late twenties. You know, guys that have been in the league for a little bit. But in the AFC. You gotta have a quarterback, man. You gotta have upper echelon play at the quarterback position. Uh, I just don't see nobody uh, in that conference pulling a uh, pulling off a a Joe Flacco or a, or a Trent Dilfer and getting really hot, like a game manager having a good run and, and winning those games in the playoffs. I just don't. Um, the Buffalo game, the game between uh, Mahomes and uh, well, Buffalo and uh, Kansas City, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes were like. Two buzzsaws going at each other, man. That's what it was like, man. Two buzzsaws, man. And if you don't have somebody to, on the other end to counter what they can do, you're going to lose, plain and simple, every time. In my opinion, you're going to lose. Patrick Mahomes shredded the, 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 the NFL's number one ranked defense, according to the, the stats. Buffalo had the number one ranked defense. And he just, like... This car just went through it like it was nothing. And Josh Allen did the same to his to, to Mahomes defense. And you can't see don't have a it's like Ben but don't break defense. So like guys like Ryan Tannehill, I don't know if you can you can like go up against Mahomes or, or Josh Allen. I don't even know about Mac Jones. I don't like that's what I was saying about Mac Jones. I'm like Belichick's gonna have to spend money to put talent around this guy. Because I don't think he can do what Brady do, what Brady did with C-level players and win football games. I just don't think he can do that. So there you have it. You got any, any other um, additional thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you. On, I agree with you on the fact that, that you do need that elite guy. You need that, you need that quarterback that's going to like put your team over the top because if you don't have that guy, then they're going to take advantage of it. And it also, it makes a difference in late game situations. I was looking at the stat and I think when, like, it was a, it was a stat that talked about Patrick Mahomes' record in games where he's been, like, at, the, at one point he was uh, had less than 5% chance of when I think the rest of the NFL is, like, 1 in 28 since 2017 or 16. I think he's 3 and 1. And so that shows you that when you have that guy that can make plays for you late in games and you're never out of a game. Because even when the Chiefs were down with 13 seconds left, there were people who were making wagers on them to come back and win, and they, which they did. And so it kind of like this shows you they're a one-strike offense. And I feel like the Bills were got complacent, and they thought that, okay, the game's over with, which a lot of people got the game's over with. But it just shows you that when you have that Mahomes, you have that even even in a loss, you have that Brady. Because Brady got, even though the fumbling helped him out, but Brady got them back in that game. Brady, um, Stafford, you need that elite level quarterback that's going to put you over the top. You're not going to win with average unless you surprise, unless you supplement average with great, which I kind of, which we'll get into a minute, obviously, with Garoppolo. 
you kind of you, he may be that exceptional where you say he's not average because he's not great, but he has a lot of good supporting cast with him that helps him out. So you need that. You need to, you prefer to have that one guy, but if you don't have that one guy, he needs to at least have a, a really good supporting cast, and that's what Garopp, Garoppolo Jimmy G has. So you can work around his weaknesses and limitations. Yeah, yeah, see, Brian. I agree with everything else y'all said. Okay. Yeah, but uh, speaking of buzzsaws, look at Joe Burrow, man. This ain't this dude nine times. You, you were supposed to lose that game. This ain't this guy nine times. He still threw for three hundred and forty over three hundred forty eight yards. Like on, a, on, a, on another on a, another another really good defense. So y'all look. Like, bro, this you gotta have that guy, man. I just that's why I say I think you can't you probably can't move on from Tannehill because of the cap hit. But I think you need to look, start looking at drafting a quarterback just to put him on notice. I mean, I'm just saying. So, we'll see. All right, so moving on right along. I just want to ask y'all real quick. Gut feeling on Aaron Rodgers staying or going? I think he's going bye-bye. I think he, Denver Broncos, they, have a, they got a new head coach. They have a, they have a, a position of need at quarterback. They don't feel the, um, Drew Locke is or, or Teddy is part of the future. They get the position. It's an open. You have talent waiting on him. Like, you're about to get new ownership. You, he, it's something new, and he really can. He really can go to. He can be. I think he can be just as successful in there as he could in um, in Green Bay. But all the problem is, do you want to go through Mahomes and Herbert and Carr six times a year, or do you want to stay dominating your division? That's also a question too. Because you want to win wherever he goes, he wants to win, and Denver. He's already got to deal with that. They're in a competitive division. So why would you leave there? But if he wants to get a fresh start, I think definitely Green Bay. Hey, I wouldn't even – I know people aren't talking about this, and I know it kind of would be a shock if he did this, but why not Aaron Rodgers to the Giants? Could you see it? Like, I mean, in terms of uh, they, they, they have the talent. The Giants have talent. They just never stay healthy. But could you see that? Who's the the owner Flores? Just came out. The owner just came out and said they're not trading for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he did. He did say that. So yeah, unless that. if something crazy happens, then I just don't see how that them being that. I could see them bringing a veteran quarterback to push Daniel Jones, but that's about it. But yeah, I, I see Aaron Rodgers uh, going off to greener pastures. I feel like he just he kind of loses. I don't think Green Bay is going to be rebuilding, but they're losing a lot of they may lose a lot of key guys. So uh, I think um, he, he may just want another challenge. I'd like to see him in Denver. I'd like to see him in Pittsburgh. If the Titans can somehow get him, I'd love to see that. Probably not going to happen, but we'll see. You never know. So we'll see. But I, I believe he wants a new challenge. All right. So I see it like this, man. I think. If he wants another Super Bowl, I think he's staying Green Bay for his own good. Here's why. Who's the threat? I'll, if Brady retires, if let's say Brady retires, those rumors are true. Let's say they're, they're true and he retires. Who's the threat? Who's the threat? San Francisco with Trey Lance? Seattle? They don't know They don't know who they are. Um, Kyler Murray? Arizona? Come on. He, he, dude, look at, the, look at his division. Minnesota don't have a coach. Chicago with a 
He's a defensive guy. But are we who we got in Justin Fields? Minnesota. Who's there? I mean, Detroit. Is Detroit ready yet? Sean Payton. Sean bounced. And like, who else? Matt Ryan. So you go to like Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan said, I'm paraphrasing here, but we he said Aaron Rodgers would be the third best quarterback in that division in the AFC West. AFC, the NFC don't have a Josh Allen. Or Lamar, they don't have that right now. So I think you stay in um, Green Bay. You let all that stuff go about them taking joy and love. If they could find somebody, they'll. I think there's more. There's more. I think. I think there there'll be teams out there that believe they could do something with joy and love. They could find a suitor and trade him. Franchise put a tag on Devontae Adams, bring him back, and you might lose some couple guys on defense. But I think your best option is to run it back in San Francisco. Like, if, if Brady retires, I think your only threat would be the Rams. The so Rams. you're selling the Cowboys. Uh, I think, bro, I got so many theories of what could happen in Dallas next year, man. It's just, I don't want, I'll be all night on that. But this, since Sean Payton was, you know, leaving, I just think, like, McCarthy's a lame duck coach, man. Like, he has to, I think he has to get to, the divisional round and win it, and go. I think he at a minimum, he has to go to the NFC Championship game to keep that job. It's a lot of pressure. I know. <laughs> so, I think Aaron Rodgers should stay in the NFC, man. Your pad, because I don't think you're not winning 13 games again if you go to the AFC West, man. I'm just be honest, bro. You got you going up against Herbert, man. Herbert, Mahomes, Derek Carr. Twice a year, that's like three buzz saws, dude. Yeah. Come on, man. I, 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 and you might, and you might go against. That's a chance you might see Derrick Henry in Tennessee. And when he gets going, oh, he, oh, oh Tennessee is gonna do, going to do is keep you on the sidelines, keep Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, watching. So I think for his own good. He should stay in NFC, NFC North. Burn it, run it back with Green Bay one more time, man. If you can, run it back with them one more time. What are y'all thoughts? Oh, who's a threat? I mean, Washington football team. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Did you hear what I said? What? They don't have a quarterback yet. Man, nobody, man, look, this is how I feel, man. I just think, I don't think Russell Wilson going to go anywhere. I can see that, but we'll see. Is there a, but the question is for them is who, I mean, I know him and Pete haven't always seen out of, I mean, they just kind of have some, I don't think they dislike each other, it's more of a philosoph- philosophical differences. Yeah. In terms of in terms of like how they view the playbook and how the offense is being ran, and obviously we heard murmurs of having them having philosophical differences. But also, I I, I don't I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed either. I think the Seahawks aren't they aren't a team that I mean, aside from this year, first losing season in his career, like they're not a team that's used to losing. So I think they'll be right back next year. And also, I think the 
I don't think the Cardinals and the um, will be as good as they are did last year. I just don't know because I I'm just not sold on Cliff Kingsbury, y'all. Uh, I'm not sold on him. Like it's, he he don't he don't get the best out of his teams when he needs them to. Like he don't like and so I think the Seahawks will probably take their spot and make, I think Seahawks can make the playoffs next year, y'all. For real. Yeah, it's possible. Chris Carson comes back. Chris Carson comes back healthy, and they had a lot of injuries too. So and hopefully they get those guys back. Wait, I would, if I were Russ, I'd stay. Yeah, yeah uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see. Uh, we're talking about Russ or Aaron Rodgers? Russ. I just want to make it. Russ. Uh, I think he, it all depends. If he, I feel like if you want to win another Super Bowl, I think Seattle is about to get their rebuild, so I'll get the hell out of there. But <laughs> if you want to be loyal and all of that, then you could do that. I'd love to see him with the Titans if that could somehow happen. Yeah. You know what would be nice, though? Tiger. Russ with the with yeah, Steelers, man. That, I was yeah, that would be nice. I was just thinking this. Russ with the Steelers. Yeah, I was to get my... All right, man. All right. Yeah, man. Um, I think he'd be, he'll be straight with the, uh, the Steelers, man. But, you know, I, like I said, like I, I've been telling y'all, you know, the wife, you know, you know, she got to say in it. So, you know, we'll see how that play out. So, we'll we'll see. All right, anyways, man. Mind, what I up? know you wouldn't mind. My I know you wouldn't mind, Russ, with the uh, Saints. We had, but y'all, y'all in salary cap uh, purgatory, so. Man, I went, no, that cap stuff, man, I just, I don't even try to, like, Deep. explain it to nobody because they don't, like, listen. I mean, we've been doing this for years, man. Like, the, the old cap mess, but. That stuff is probably off, off the tables now, man. I think I think if Dennis Allen gets the job, I think um, he's gonna draft a quarterback. I'm just saying. Please don't give him the job. Please don't <laughs> give him the job, bro. Y'all are gonna be y'all are gonna be like mediocre for years. How do you like, know, man? Like he 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 don't he don't man. That was his first job with y'all, though, man. Bro. I'm, he can't coach a, a team. He can coach a defense. He can't coach a team. Bro, it was his first job, though, man. <sighs> Belichick I, sucked at his first man. job. Pete Carroll, too. Belichick? Pete Carroll sucked at yeah. uh, the Jets. Everybody sucked with the Jets, though. <laughs> everybody sucked at their first job. Well, not everybody. That's not true. Look at, I mean, like Ray LaFleur. These guys, they, 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 they are probably still in their first job. So, I mean... Dennis, I just don't think Dennis. I think y'all can just do better. Like, yeah, I mean, look. think out the situation. Let me ask you this: Do you think the Saints are trying to? I know product is done, but they do have a lot of their defense is legit. Do you think they should try to their, a quarterback away? You can't hear me. Yeah, I can't hear you. What's up? You, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. You hear? Oh, okay. Yeah. What you saying? Basically, say what? Yeah, what you were saying? Actually. Yeah, I, I was basically trying to say. Can you hear me? I hear you. All right. Okay, I, I, I was like, I thought I was. All right, so basically, the Saints, what I was wondering, do you think they should rebuild or try to just get a quarterback and try to contend? What, what's your thoughts? Man, get a quarterback, try to contend, man. Dude, we went 9 and 8 with a, with a, with a, with a horrible wide receiver core, man. Without Michael Thomas, we went nine and eight. Where is he? Like, what is he doing? He got it for the year, man. He'll be back, man. And like, bro, 
I think, me personally, I think like three to four players away on offense from being really good again. Quarterback, get a wide receiver to go with Michael Thomas, and a running back to go with uh, Alvin Kamara. Now, after all these stories coming out about Sean Payton, I think he checked out last year in 2020 because play calling got really stale with, with Sean Payton, bro. And the way he handled the Michael Thomas situation offseason, that kind of like adds on to what we we saw we saw yesterday. So I think the guy had been checked out. So kind of you know kind of like over you know the whole Sean Payton era. And I'm, I'm ready to, you know I'm ready for the new coach to come in, man. Because we need people that's gonna be all in and not halfway out. So that's that. That's what I think. That's what I think, man. I just think we gotta get a quarterback, man. Get a quarterback. Um, I like Kenny Pickett over uh, Matt Corral. And I've been reading some mock drafts. They have uh, Saints taking Matt Corral, but I prefer Kenny Pickett. I think uh, I think uh, Mel Kiper has Saints taking Matt, um, Kenny Pickett. I was gonna say if they gonna get him, they'll probably have to trade up. You might, uh, yeah. We got somebody. We got assets we could trade, but we'll see. Um. All right, moving right along. So we're gonna talk about some Memphis basketball. Uh, we didn't meet up. We didn't. Um, well, we didn't have a chance to get right into what went down last week with the uh, outburst <laughs> with uh, <laughs> head coach Penny Hardaway. The um, outburst with uh, you know a very well known, a very well known columnist in the city, uh, Jeff Hawkins. That uh, that segment went viral on social media. Um, networks, uh, Fox Sports, ESPN. Uh, I was shocked to see it on first take. When you make first take, you make a segment on first take. You know, you know, you know it was real, man. So I just want to ask y'all, man. Uh, the season is pretty much. I would say I will call it somewhat a dumpster fire because of injuries. <laughs> COVID, you know, players missing the lineup. We missing uh, DeAndre Williams, who I think I think he's their best player, the most important player on our team right now. They're missing him, missing uh, Landis Nolly. Uh, Penny, you know, pretty much said it in the um, in the presser with uh, when he went off is that he's missing people. You, we know that everybody knows he's missing people. You play, excuse me, playing a bunch of 17, 18 year olds. Uh, going up against 20, 23, 24-year-olds. I'm paraphrasing there, but he pretty much said it, man. I'm, and I thought about this throughout the, the days after he said that. I just want to ask y'all this. Do y'all think he deserves a pass for this season? Hell no. He doesn't? Hell no. And let me, I'll make it quick and I'll let Lee again. I don't think he deserves a pass because everybody's dealing with it. You're not the only one dealing with injuries or COVID. So you got to find ways to win, oh. Everyone needs expectations. Make the tournament this year, and uh, that nothing changes that. They still do probably have to get the conference tournament route. Plus, if they go on a run here, they're winning right now. I'm watching the game uh, about almost 20 points, but uh, they're going to have to win. Probably win the conference tournament, but I think they can do that. They'll have to get a top four seed so they can play three days instead of three days consecutively instead of four days if they don't get that large bid, which right now I don't think they'll get it, but we'll see. 
But yeah, I think he can still make the tournament. He knew coming in, this is a tournament or bust, and anything but that is just not as is a, a failure. Bottom line, and so uh, he's not going to get fired or anything. But uh, I think the there's apathy started to build. Uh, someone made a point about it, like those seats. Like I'm looking right now, there are a lot of empty seats in this arena. So uh, people, you can only people will support you, but at some point. You got to get over the hump, or they just won't care anymore, and that's slowly starting to happen. So we'll see uh, what happens after the season. I don't think he'll step down, but I think he'll have to make some tough decisions if he doesn't make the tournament. Um, and but again, he's not probably not going to be fucked because his body's too much. So he's in good shape in terms of that. Goily, <laughs> I think he's. <sighs>
you gotta give him a pass for a certain extent. A certain extent, you gotta give him a pass, man. I think you do, man. You just—it's been rough, man. His team, like Leo said, man, it, it doesn't have the depth that we thought it was gonna have, man. And uh, you know, people was trying to, you know, debate me like last year during the um the NIT the NIT tournament, the AAC tournament, was trying to debate me on uh fate in one of the the Facebook groups with Memphis that. I told him that DeAndre Williams was the alpha of the team. And I felt like he was the best player. And they was trying to say, nah, it ain't, it ain't DeAndre, man. It's, uh, it's Boogie. It's this person. I'm like, nah, bro. It's DeAndre Williams. I, I see the energy that this dude provides to this team, bro. And when he's not there, bro, I see the I see the drop-off, man. The drop-off in talent, drop-off in motivation, all that stuff, man. But I think, man, he just, you know, he's frustrated, man. And that's what happens when you when you're frustrated. You got people, you know, writing articles about you. I'm not, I'm not calling these people out because I see the Marcus come across my timeline on uh, Twitter, man. I see him in the Facebook groups. I see him in on my timeline. But these articles, they, they write about him. You know, it's it is what it is. It comes with the territory, unfortunately. You know, if Penny was winning games and all that, he could he could pretty much pump the media. I'm saying he could own the media, man. You know, but it, it's not going that way right now, and he just got to battle through it, man. But in that same token, I think his his B team, the B and his B and C team, is, is still better than some of these teams in the in, in the AAC, man. You barely you barely beat um. Who, let, me, let me look at the schedule, man. Who that was that played uh this uh Tulsa, Tulsa this Sunday? He struggled. He, he was blowing out Tulsa. You, and they got to within two and almost beat you. You should have won that game. And you didn't have your best players. You could have won that game. Um, you had an issue you struggled with. You beat. You was beating East Carolina. They come from behind to beat you the last minute. Um, the game where you went off at, it is what it is. With that. We just had a bad night. It happens. But uh, it just got to, man, I think if they could just string off like um, four, five straight, five to six straight wins, man. I think they'd be in a good position for the tournament. They just got to win some games and show some consistency, man. That's what I think they got to do. They just got to win games, keep winning games. They're, they're to beat Cincinnati, man. It's proven they could beat Cincinnati despite the threes they was putting up in that game on um, Sunday. They can beat these teams, man, with the, with the talent they have. It's proven. But I think you, if, if, you don't make, if you don't make the tournament this year, I think he deserves a pass, man. You know, with COVID injuries, you know, to your roster, your best players, um, inexperienced at certain positions, I think you should give him a pass, man. I think he, he will be back next year. That's what uh, I think. Can I, let me go real quick, and I'll let you go. Uh, you can give him a pass, but like Gary Parrish, you were saying, something about no, it. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I just want to say, he was saying, like, he would bring him back. A lot of people say, bring him back, but year five is a must. You better make the tournament or show progress, or we will have to move forward. Like you said, that's that's what he feel like would be best if he was the AD, if he was in charge of things. And I know he's not. Man, I, I trust his opinion. But the man. thing is, that's all right, bro.
more than likely he probably will never be fired. I feel like either he'll step down or they just won't renew his contract. They'll just let it run out. But I'm telling you, apathy will start checking in and he'll he'll have to start thinking about if he wants to do this long term. But uh, we'll we'll see. But look again, you gotta get you gotta make the change. I thought Jeff's question was fair. I thought uh, at first, I think the got part that triggered him was the embarrassing part. But it's just the only thing I didn't like about his answer was like when he was like he asked him, "Do you think you can get the job done?" Then he's like, "At Memphis?" Like <laughs> it felt kind of. I know he. I feel like he's kind of entitled, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He's arguably the the king of the city or Memphis's son, however you want to look at it. But I mean, at some point. You gotta get results, or you're irreplaceable. And the reason why I said I feel like he could be replaced, look, just hear me out, is because the AD and president never hired him. They have no ties to him. And so, at some point, you gotta start getting results. And if you don't get results, I believe they'll ultimately get rid of you. Like Georgetown, obviously the contract situation is different, but I'll be shocked if Patrick Ewing is coaching next year. I really will. Now, obviously. It, I'm saying with the, that job, he could be in the NBA as an assistant, but because they just aren't relevant, and I know it's a little different um, there than here, but uh, the Big East is they're they're, they're just getting out coached and out played almost every single night, and so I'll be shocked if he comes back. So basically, to round it up, Penny's gonna at some point have to make the tournament, have to evolve more as a coach, get a better staff. Uh, the Rasheed Wallace situation is a disaster, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But as long if you somehow make the tournament in the next two years, that can that think about it. He's already lasted this long without having to make the tournament. That'll give you another four years if you could just make the tournament. But we just don't know what this IRP thing if they'll have a postseason ban or not. How <sighs> I many? I, I, well, people say, I know, I know how you made the Georgetown point. Hey, Georgetown's at least been to the NCAA tournament with Patrick. They won the Big East tournament last year. They just made the postseason. So yeah. it's, fresh, it's fresh on their mind, at least. But Memphis fans, they're getting tired, man. It's, you, you haven't, I mean, to be fair, Penny, Penny didn't tell me they make the tournament. Josh Bassett didn't make it the last few years. Even though with Josh Bassett, he had some competitors. Those are competitive bunch of group. That's quite a guy that he had. And I think Bassett did a better job than people give him credit for. But um, in terms of Penny, like, I think it is a lot of apathy. Like, people, oh, this is his native son. We can't do him wrong. But at the end of the day, you Penny Hardaway has to win. He has to win. You, you must win. There's no other options. Winning is the name of the game. That's what Jerry Jones said when he, when he, got, when he uh, took the job. When he, when he got the, became the owner, his first interview, he said, winning is the name of the game. We, should, we must win. We will win. And that's what that has to be that mentality for Memphis now. They can't be going into games where you, you they get out coached. Like there are some games this year that they should have won. They just got coaching makes a difference. I used to not think that the play. I used to, when I was watching basketball as a younger fan. I used to think it's all players, it's all players. But you really have to have a good coach. You have to have a good coach. Somebody that's good X's and O's. Somebody that's good communicator. And I don't know. Coach Hardaway is the guy, that X's and O's guy. He's a great communicator, but I just don't know really if he's the guy that, I don't know, can uplift a guy, a bunch of young guys. He can get you there. 
he can get the young talent there, of course, but I don't know if he's the one that can get them over the top. Um, people were talking about like potential replacements. I hope he doesn't get proved. I hope he doesn't leave or nothing. I hope he gets the ship right. But I would look at somebody on his staff, Coach Tobert. I think Cody Tobert is a rising. People aren't talking about that. They guys a rising star. He will be a Division One head coach. The guys are. He's coached at the G League, coached at the pro ranks already, and I think that's going to be a guy that makes his way if. if if, if Coach Hardaway steps down soon, I would, if I'm Memphis, I'm giving Topper a good ch- chance to get that job because I feel like he's a guy that I would want to keep around in terms of being a head coach. Yeah, uh, I have two things. One, I'm not going to name who I want, but when the time comes, I, I have a few top options for this job. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but we'll wait and see. We'll give Penny. He's still the coach, so I'll give that out of respect for him. But what I was going to say, let me ask you two questions. Some of the fans that don't want to replace him, do you think one they just don't because he's penny? They don't want to. They want to give him as much leeway as possible. Or two, do you think if someone replaces him, they fear that that person can do not only do better, but get, maybe bring Memphis back to their glory days? And also, do you think uh, when I say consistently making the tournament, maybe? making it Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four. And do you think Memphis should not hire a coach maybe because they're afraid he may leave? Do you think that? Do you think that's a good logic or just hire the best coach? Um, the fans, the ones who defend him, man, I just think that's just, that just fandom, right? That just, you know, fandom, you know. Um... Because I see a lot of the the, the, the posts online just kind of like defending him, saying that y'all know basketball, um, y'all us, uh, y'all need to just uh, y'all if y'all know so much, why aren't y'all coaching? That just if you know basketball, you know basketball, man. You know X's and O's, you know X's and O's, you know what's going on. You don't have to be a uh, a coach or somebody that played to actually know what's going on with the team. Um, there might be I think it's just some that are just kind of like afraid of somebody else coming in and doing really good and possibly getting offered the job, a job somewhere else. That's what I think. Uh, you want to answer? Did you hear my question, Leah? I did not, Brian. All right. Uh, so basically what I was asking is, if Penny were, do you think some fans don't want him to leave because uh, he's the king of Memphis and all that? And also, do you think some people just don't want to? They're afraid that a new coach may do better. The coaches that replace And then, to be fair, he inherited an awful situation, so he's done. Can you hear me? You can't hear me? Alright, I don't know what's wrong with this. Alright. Okay, so basically, basically what I'm trying to say do you think Memphis should. Be afraid to hire a new coach because some fans may think that coach may do better. And not just that. Do you think um, that coach, they shouldn't hire a coach who they're afraid may leave? Or they should just hire the best coach possible? What? Are you out of your mind? I don't, you hire the best candidate possible, man. I don't give a rant about what he used to, about if he's going to leave. If he, if I hire this guy, I want him to do the best job. What are you talking? Even if, even if this coach leaves, it makes his job more attractive for the next guy. You that's exactly what, like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you make it. You, you keep winning. You get the guy who's most suitable for this job. It's going to help you uplift your program and get it to new heights and levels. And 
if that guy leaves to go to another job, that makes your job more attractive. And a lot of you coaches are going to be like, okay, Memphis, when Memphis is really good, it's a top job. When Memphis is good, it's a top job, y'all, like for real. Like when like when it's running at the level, even when we were in Conference USA, you had you had guys wanting to coach Memphis, and they were in Conference USA, running in Conference every year, going undefeated pretty much every year. So it's a top-notch job. Like, and we don't know where – I mean, I know it's been talked about conference realignment. We don't know where Memphis is going to be in a few years. They could be in another conference, theoretically. So I would definitely say you get the best guy, get him in there. I don't care about him if you want to think about going somewhere else. If you're not – if you if you if you if you think that a guy is is worried about his next stop after Memphis, you shouldn't hire him. And they're just you can there's people whose jobs are to do this stuff for a living and they hiring process. They should be able to sniff that stuff out easily. So I don't no, you can hire the best guy. I don't care if it's Mike Winch. You get a hey, go get the best guy. But Penny's still the head coach now, so we have out of respect for him. We'll ignore it. We'll, we'll not worry about other candidates until there is a need to worry about other people to get the job. Yeah, that's true. Um, you just can't you can't just worry about the fans, too, man. You can't let the fans and I would say the boosters to a certain extent run your program, man. Fans going to be fans, man. It just it is what it is with that. Penny, I mean, Penny deserves criticism, yes. It's, it's, some of it is uh, warranted, man, but they don't run the program, man. They can't, you can't, you know what I'm saying, worry about what the fans going to think. And, well, they're scared to let somebody else come in and do it. I mean, it shouldn't matter then. You winning games. You winning the championships, conference championships. It, well, it shouldn't matter. What what Penny did, you know, if he's on. But I think, I think he's still going to be around, man. So we'll see how everything's going to play out. All right, man. Back to the NFL. This is the week. This is the week. The week that uh, determines who goes to the Super Bowl. Between in the two conferences, in the AFC we got Cincinnati and um, the uh, Buffalo, not Buffalo, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and the and the uh, well, I say the A, yeah, the AFC. In the NFC we got the LA Rams and San Francisco 49ers back in the uh, conference championship game. So we got the NFC West pretty much playing each other for the to go, for a right to go to the Super Bowl. Kind of remind me of the SEC. You know what I'm saying? And we got, uh, you know, in the AFC, we got uh, the Bengals and the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals hasn't been in this, this, this spot in a long time. I was like a, a little kid, pretty much, when he was in this situation before. That was a long time ago. I think uh, Boomer Sison was the was the quarterback. If y'all, y'all know who Boomer Sison is, he was a legit, yeah. he was a good, he was a legit quarterback. Bengals had some uh, some good talent on that team. Man, almost took down San Francisco that Super Bowl, but. You know, I'm showing my age. <laughs> it's been a long time since the Bengals have been really this, this been this good, man. When I was watching football, like really pay, start started pay attention to it. They had uh Chad Johnson, Carson Palmer, um, the back name is Corey Dillon, um, yeah, TJ Mazada, uh, AJ Green, Andy Dalton. They couldn't even get past with uh, with that roster. They couldn't even get past. The wild card round. And I thought that was a top five roster when they had them guys around with Marvin Lewis. They couldn't even get past the, the wild card round. But this guy come in and get sacked nine times and go to the AFC Championship. But anyways, man, I'm not asking y'all for y'all predictions or anything like that. But I'm going to ask y'all, like, what is, what is a game changer in, like, bulk matchups? Like, you leave a game changer, play of the watch, an X-Factor, and, and, like, 
both games. What what what, what are y'all looking for in this matchup? This matchup. For me, okay. Well, let's start. For, let's start with that. Let's we'll start with that Bengals matchup. The uh, X factor for me is going to be TJ. Uh, he was on. Uh, I feel that um, obviously Rob Devante, not Devante, uh, Jamar Chase and um, T Higgins are going to be those main guys that, that Burrow goes to. I feel like Uzoma is going to be that kind of a that change up guy that's, that's really going to set the tone. I feel like the Chiefs are going to have a game plan for Chase and. And uh, Higgins, as most teams do, in terms of trying to stop them. So I feel like he's almost going to have a really breakout game. I feel like he's going to make a few underneath catches that really impacts this game. And I feel like that he's going to be the, that, like I said, he, they're the fastballs. You got Higgins and Chase are the fastball. And I feel like your blanket guy, your changeup is a, is a, you don't last. I feel like he's going to be that, that MP type piece for the, the Bengals. As for that chart, the uh, Niners uh, Rams game, it's going to be the Rams offensive line. I feel they're going to get a top five front seven in the league. You're going to have to, Bosa, Bosa, Warner, all those guys, they're going to come full speed. And Rams have a really good O line, but Andrew Whitworth, I think they played without Whitworth last week, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and um, they're mistake. They're expected to get him back this week, if I'm not mistaken. And even though he he he's still top notch, even though he's forty, he's still top notch t- tackle. But that there this this gonna be two big forces. You're gonna have Eric Armstead. You're gonna have Bosa, Nick, Nick Bosa. All three of those guys. All those guys going up against a great O line. So there's gonna be those matchups right there. Whoever wins the line of scrimmage in that game is gonna win this game. This they're just they're just um. The facts there, and while a lot of people want to talk about Garoppolo, but I feel like the line of scrimmage is going to decide this game. That game, in my opinion. Yeah, that guy. That's another uh, offensive weapon, but he didn't have a. I think he had a, a catch, but he didn't have a touchdown. I think he's really a key piece for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd. He's a really good receiver, and I think Jamar Chase. The defense will try to do everything to stop him, and T. Higgins will get a few. But I think Tyler Boyd needs to have a big game against the Chiefs. And then for the Chiefs, it's going to be not the position you would probably think about the most, but I'm going to go with that kicker, Harrison Butker. Uh, he missed one – I think he missed one kick. And, and they were able to find a way to win. But I think he's going to be key, especially if it's a close game and they need to kick. He was able to make that one to send it into overtime. But the kicker, I think, has to make his kicks. Uh, for the game night, uh, the Rams versus the 49ers, Jimmy G is the number one uh, thing for the the guy who has to play well for the 49ers to win. And look, I look at it this way. You may not win it, you just can't lose it. And so he's had a lot of turnover uh, or plays that could potentially be turnovers. The defense just didn't make it pay. Uh, the Rams' defense is pretty solid. And then uh, X Factor for the Rams, I look at the entire Rams' defense. They got to play better than they played against the 49ers the last week. Obviously, we know Matt Stafford. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, he'll be good. But the Rams' defense, if, to me, if they win the game, if they can shut down the run and force Jimmy Garoppolo to beat you throwing the ball, and I believe they can do that. And, like, the Rams, I'm going to try to write an article about him soon. This is their window. They, they, they got to win it now. They got that Super Bowl at home. Uh, they're trying to be the first team to host a Super Bowl, or host a conference championship, then a Super Bowl. So the the Rams, they can't miss this opportunity. They got to take advantage of it, and I believe I, I'm taking them away. Um. Okay, not bad, not bad. Yeah, I, I, 
before you get into yours, because I'm, I'm really interested in what you, which I know you have probably something that we probably ain't even thought about. But um, really, another thing for me, y'all, is going to be uh, for the Bengals is going to be top is top of position. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know that you play against Mahomes, and they kind of really doesn't matter because he can do any. They feel like they can do any. There is no, there is no play that can't be ran with them. And like they feel like they're never out of a game. But your time possession is going to be key. Like they're not gonna, they're they're gonna have to make sure that every time they touch the ball, they're they're doing productive. Like you can't go backwards against this team. Like that old line for the Bengals is very one is a very improved defense for the Chiefs since week six. Actually, a top five defense in the league. And if you look at like pass rush and things of that nature, looking at like statistics, they're they're top five and, and a lot of statistics have gotten better. It's just the middle part of this over like the middle half part of the season. So Bengals are gonna have to make sure Joe Burrow can't get sacked nine times. They're not winning. They're not. And Pat O line, their O line is gonna be important and also time possession. They did a great job there when they beat him at week seventeen. That was a great job of time of possession. But I don't know if they can repeat that because now it's gonna be an arrowhead, but that was gonna be another thing that I want to highlight. Yeah, so the way I see it, watching this game, Bengals and the uh, Chiefs, to me, to me, I think it's going to be about which defense can make the most stops, man, to me. And something to point out with the with uh, the Bengals, the defense did a pretty good job against Derrick Henry and the Titans. They, uh, they did a good job against the Raiders. What will... Let's say this thing becomes a a defensive battle compared to what we saw in in the regular season with uh Cincinnati and uh Kansas City when they played up in uh Cincinnati at, at this stadium and the Bengals are able to I would say take away Patrick Mahomes, not Mahomes uh Tyreek Hill and Kelsey I would say like slow them down because. You don't see the plays they use. They don't. The Chiefs they're they're, they're using um, Tyree Hill in a different way now. They're not throwing it. They're not. He's not beating nobody over the top anymore. You know what I'm saying? And what, 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 how the Chiefs are going to respond? How they? How, what kind of? What would they employ? What kind of tactics? Tactics would they employ if they did? If Cincinnati is able to slow down um, Kelsey and uh, Hill, and you know the Chiefs are not a really a good running team. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, for the Chiefs, how are they going to contain Jamal Chase compared to what they did last time? Because he just, he torched him, man. He just torched him. Um, it's going to be wild, man. Uh, the Rams, uh, they just got to go, they just got, they just got to go out there and win it, man. Um, I don't know if y'all noticed this with the Rams. But these game, the game in uh, the last game with San Francisco, the game against Arizona in the playoffs, and the game against Tampa, Sean McVay's play calling. He's he's kind of I don't know for whatever reason he's just gotten a little uptight with the play calling. I know he had the guys um, fumble, um, Cam Akers fumble, um, what's his name is Cup. He fumbled. Go ahead. What you guys say? Yeah, I was, I was saying two two fumbles from Akers. Yeah, two fumbles from Akers. That game could have been could have got out of hand for the uh, round. It could have blown the guys out, but because of the fumbles he didn't. But Sean McVay just got to be loose, man. He just got to be loose. 
take the uh the training wheels off of Stafford and just let him do what he do, man. Um, you get San Francisco secondary. You could you could you could um score some points on that secondary. You know. Um, I just think they gotta win this game, bro. You Shanahan has beaten this team what six times, right? Seven times. Mm-hmm. Seven times. Six. six. You gotta win this game, bro. You 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 know made this is why you made the moves to get Stafford for this for this moment. You gotta beat this team, bro. Um, st- stopping Debo Samuels is a problem. Like it's gonna be. You gotta stop Debo Samuels, man. This is a wide receiver I've like never seen before in the past, man. This guy pretty much is used like a running back. You like Shanahan, like what is so annoying about Shanahan when I cringe when the Saints play Shanahan, I cringe because he try he does the same thing over and over and over and over again. And like and I'm like, why no defenses can stop this stuff? You know what I'm saying? The same type of plays. So you gotta um make Jimmy G beat you in a different way, man. This to me. You got anything to add? Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Rams just took a chance, like I was saying earlier. You don't have to face Aaron Rodgers. You get to face Jimmy Garoppolo. If you can't beat him, then you don't deserve to win the Super Bowl. But the even Jared Doc got them to the Super Bowl. So uh, Matt Stafford at least got to get him to the Super Bowl. But ultimately, you're at home. You got to win it. You got to win it. And I think they can do that. But again, the key to me won't even be Matt Stafford. I, I, I don't think they'll turn the ball over that many times. The key will be can the uh, Rams defense stop the Fortnite's run of the ball? Because that's what basically their entire offense is built around the run. If you can't stop it, it's going to be a long day. Okay. Do you got anything to add? Really, for me, the, the key is making sure. The Niners, the Niners, the Niners did a great job of keeping uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Aaron Rodgers off the field and controlling it with the run game. And like Brian said, if, this, if the Niners can control this game, we'll know probably by the first half, probably by the first or second quarter, like is how this game is going to be dictated. If the Niners, if the Rams get an early lead, then this game could be get ugly because I don't feel like. While Jimmy G is capable of leading a quarterback comeback, I don't feel like he's he's comfortable doing it. Like if that makes sense. So dictating how this game is going to be played early is going to be key to whoever wins this game. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, this could be wild, man. Uh, that team, San Francisco, got a lot of weapons, man. Got some nice pieces on offense, man. Outside of uh. Debo Samuels, man. They got the running back, uh, Elijah Mitchell, um, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, who, I mean, I think you're not, people are not talking, they're not talking about him the way they usually do. Um, we got uh, the other tight end, Yushek. So they got some They got some pieces that hurt the Rams, man. Rams, I mean, that defense should be, to me, man, should be better than what it is, to me. They shouldn't even... That defense shouldn't even allow that what happened last week against Tampa Bay, you know? You know what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll see how things are going to play out. All right. Moving right along, we're going to talk about some NBA stuff right quick, some NBA content. So, um, I've been just looking on my timeline, um, following some NBA news, NBA uh, stories lately. And that's what's been going around 
it's the James Harden uh, debacle. Well, I won't say debacle, but these are uh, James Harden rumors that he doesn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. So I got a a, a story pulled up from a. Uh, CBS.com, CBSSports.com, explaining why James Harden is frustrated with the uh, the current situation with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to go ahead and read it real quick. The short in it, Brooklyn Nets fell to the Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday night, 109-96, continuing disappointing stretch for the, the expected Eastern Conference powerhouse. They have now lost their last two games and are 69 over the last 15 contests which has them in third place in the east following the loss james harden admitted he was frustrated by how things are going but denied reports that he's looking to leave brooklyn quote i don't know about the but any reports harden said of course i'm frustrated but we're not healthy and there's a lot of inconsistencies for whatever reasons injuries COVID, whatever you want to call it but yet it's frustrating. I think everyone in this organization is frustrated because we're better than what our what our record is, and we should be on the way up. That's all it is. Harden continued. I don't know anything about any reports. If you don't hear it from me, I don't talk to nobody. I have an agent. If you don't hear it from me, then it's reports. So I'm frustrated because I want to win and I'm a competitor. A competitor. It's pretty It's pretty simple. End quote. On Tuesday, prior to the next matchup with the Lakers, a report from Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report indicated Harden does not enjoy living in Brooklyn. <laughs> in part of the weather, in part because of the weather and high taxes, bro, wow, and high taxes, and is not pleased with Kyrie Irving's part-time player setup. Perhaps most notably, Harden is apparently intrigued by the idea of teaming up with Jan with Joel Embiid on the Philadelphia 76ers. Alright, so let's read some, a little more of it. Some of the some of those frustrations might melt away if the team starts winning. Again, start winning again and our own same quill our own Sam Quinn detail why it would be extremely difficult for the Sixers to pull off a deal for Harden. But even if there is no imminent move in place, it's certainly worth take, taking note of Harden's reported discontent. He's passed on the extension and that's offered him this season, this off season. And could become an unrestricted free agent this summer if he declines if he declines his player option for the 2022-2023 season. All right, so that's that story. So I got a uh, I got something from uh, some uh, footage from uh, Kendrick Perkins. I'm assuming that uh, they gave uh, Swaggle Marcus uh, Spears a. Uh, a podcast As he's he talking with um Yeah on his episode uh, he's talking with uh he's talking with uh Kendrick Perkins about this situation. I guess apparently Perkins has some uh insight on what's going on. So I'm gonna play it for y'all real quick. About this this trade situation with Dale Morris saying they're willing to wait to the off season. See let me tell you what's going on. See down more. Are you still in the team? I yeah, like you still in the team. I like you. Let me what's going on. I waited for this. I wasn't dropping this on no other show. This was yes, getting yeah. Yes, sir. Here it is. James Harden, Cam. Okay. 
Okay. Well, look, if people could come and say that's cap, this ain't cap, and I don't, this, this is real life. James Harden Camp is delivering to Dale Moore and the Philadelphia 76ers that he has serious, serious, serious interest in being in Philly next season. As now, he should. As he should. Because what happened was, and, and, and look, this ain't take a rocket scientist to see all this transpire. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to hear me out on this swag, go ahead and tell me, okay. your, tell me your thoughts. All right. Before the season, the Brooklyn Nets were supposed to, they were supposed to sign KD, Kyrie, and Harden to all to contract extensions before the season. KD signed his, and then everything went left with Kyrie Irving because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. What's going on for us, that situation, we already know I ain't got to. James Harden comes out and says, Oh, I never tested free agency. I'll wait. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay, now you'll wait. Let me say something. Let me say okay, something. I, I got to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say what I love. I love it. <laughs> um, that thing, that James Harden know that thing in Brooklyn fragile. That's fragile, bro. That's a fragile situation. And what James Harden is saying to himself is, I'm gonna come here, but this still gonna be KD championship, mm-hmm. right? Like as good as he is, and as much he still is still gonna be KD's team and KD's championship. If he goes play, if he goes and plays with Joel and B, that'll be for 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 for, for the sake of trying to make an example. That'll be Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. It'll be the it'll be that type of reverence for both of those guys if they deliver the championship to Philadelphia. Right? Mm-hmm. I look at Brooklyn and, and and I'm gonna get back to you. I look at Brooklyn and I say to myself, because of Kyrie, and and I'm not just talking about vaccination. Because of Kyrie, irrational irrationality sometimes, and KD will wherever KD go, it's going to be KD's show. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about James Horton, and if you make it a business decision mm-hmm. and a basketball decision and a legacy decision, then it might be the best place for him. Might be. Might be. Might be the best place for him. But, but everything that you said, I knew it was something about everything, how you, you came on here. You had, you, all right, man, all right. So there you have it. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Just want to get that piece out to y'all. I want to ask y'all, man, just about these rumors, these reports. I want to pose this question to y'all. How long will James Harden remain in Brooklyn and BK? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like I'm going to put something out there. I feel like he'll stay if either Kyrie gets a vaccine or they trade him for another piece. That's what I think will will get him stay because keep thinking Kyrie isn't all the way in. Me and KD are all the way in. The front office is all the way in, but Kyrie isn't all the way in on winning the championship. So if this continues, I may go to Philly. It'll probably have to be a sign and trade unless if, uh, Philly can clear out more cap space and then they can sign him outright. But And he may want to reunite with Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, they were in Houston together and they may feel like 
Darren Moore definitely feels like it. James Harden may feel like they have unfinished business. But uh, I believe he stays in Brooklyn if they can move Kyrie and get another piece. That's he that's helps them win a championship because Philly's nice, but Doc Rivers, I mean, he's a better coach than Steve Nash, but I still don't trust Doc Rivers in the playoffs. And they, they and I just felt like Philly may need another a few more pieces to get it. But as good as Embiid is, he ain't Kevin Durant. And I feel like Brooklyn has a decent amount of role players that if you can get something for Kyrie Irving, since he doesn't seem like he wants to get the vaccine and isn't, in my opinion, all the way in uh, winning the championship, then I think they'll be all right. But I I feel like James Harden probably stays in Brooklyn under the right conditions. But if not, I could see him leaving. Man, I don't think he's easy. He's too much for Brooklyn, man. I don't know. James isn't happy. To be fair, James hasn't been healthy pretty much the whole year, but he's been, he's at least gotten back to the form that, that he normally had. So I'm, it's, I, I think that he's a guy that, I, if I'm Brooklyn, I would want to keep James Harden. I really want to keep him because them, KD, at full strength. And 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 Kyrie's not getting the vaccine, bro. Like we can we can stop saying y'all can stop saying it because he's not getting it. My goodness. So might as well just if you don't if James probably will have the demand a to to demand a trade probably like I mean James would have to if he goes to management and says we want Kyrie, I want Kyrie out of here or I'm not staying. I think they make that move. Because I think they would rather have availability is the best ability. So at least James is available <laughs> every game. So I think they make that move and, and they try to go get that next guy. Hey, if they go get Ben Simmons, I think it'd be a great move. If they go get, if they go, heck, if they even go to get, I know this would be a very, like, it'd be a difficult move to do because of space, cap space, and all this. I have to keep this in mind. This isn't, this isn't MLB where you just go get the best guys. But him not liking the, uh, he don't like the taxes uh, situation out there. How high is expensive it is? And for you, come on, dude. Yeah, huh? I can buy it because he came from Texas. So, yeah. like, now I got to pay all the state tax in New York. Uh, it's pretty expensive. So I, I can buy it. But 
I don't believe that will be the ultimate reason why yeah. he leaves. If he wants to leave, he just wants to go to a different place. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Say it again. Speak up. If he leaves, he'll just go somewhere where he can uh, ultimately win the title. A better, where he feels like he has a better chance to win the title. That's why okay. he leaves. All right, man. But I see it as... Um, I think, like y'all said, if those demands are not met, I think he's out of there, man. I think the stuff is coming out from his agent, from his camp. All that stuff that, that was written in that story came from his agent, man. The stuff doesn't stuff just don't get leaked just to be leaking it, like like as journalists as like as reporters, you know you know us like us, we just don't put stuff out there just to put stuff out there. Anybody that calls themselves a a reporter, a journalist, a beat writer, somebody that worked for CBS, we just don't put things out there just to be putting it out there. You know what I'm saying? Just to get clicks. That stuff came from his agent, man, and I think James Harden could be out of. If things don't get better in Brooklyn, he's out of there, man. And I think even if they move Kyrie, he's out of there. He could be out of there to go to uh, play with uh, Joel Embiid. Man, I just watched that game tonight uh, with uh, L.A. and uh, Philadelphia, and I was thinking, like, you know what? That might, that might, that stuff might happen, man. That might be the finishing touch for for Philly to get a championship. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey. One more thing, sorry, one more thing I thought of. He could also try to, like, when when I was thinking, it's kind of like when Kawhi got traded to the Raptors. There's a chance he could stay, but we all knew he was probably going to leave. Yeah. If you get traded, sometimes you stay, but you didn't choose your destination. Your destination got chosen for you. So if he becomes a free agent. Well, that's where he wanted to go, though. Say what? He wanted to go there. No, but he got traded. What I'm saying is he didn't choose it. He got traded there. But he wanted to go there, though. (laughs) Not not necessarily. Yeah, he did. He wanted to go there. All right, let's put it this way. If if another team gave Houston a better offer, they would have traded him there, is what I'm trying to say. So Houston, they did the deal, but they did it because it was best for them, not best for him. But the point I'm trying to make is a sleeper team that I can see him going to, but it'll probably have to be a sign and trade. Is the Clippers? Because I don't see him going to the Lakers, but I could see him going to the Clippers. He's from California. They would probably probably have to be a sign and trade between him and Paul George or Kawhi, but more than likely Paul George. So I could see that happening. So that's something that I just thought of that could be interested. But we'll, we'll see what he does. But again, I feel like he stays under the right conditions. If the right conditions are there, then I think he'll leave. I know this is kind of a different topic, but I wanted to ask y'all: Do y'all think the NFL should change their overtime rules? Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that different, man. Man, no, because you stop somebody. Defense, Buffalo had number one defense. Stop somebody. You can't have guys playing forever, man. They got a game next That's, week. You can't have guys playing forever, man. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it next. We'll talk about another different day. But let me ask y'all this, man. On the hard stuff, I got this is a two part question. So let's just say this happened, right? Hypotheticals. Let's say James Harden wants out. They move Kyrie because they're just tired of it because of the COVID stuff. What does KD do? Well, he'll probably stay unless if 
they really want to trade him. You're saying if he they but what, yeah, but we can move that anyway though. He could yeah, but if they trade Kyrie for a start, and they'll probably get something back for James Harden if it's a sign and trade, then maybe not something big, but something it'll be some few pieces. So I, I could see him staying, but I don't, I don't see him leaving. I mean, they would have to trade him. He can't leave in a free agency. So I see, I don't see them getting rid of KD. Go ahead, Leo. Of course they're gonna get something. Big. I think they're gonna get. I think KD. I think KD gonna stick it out. I think KD heard the notion that he, like he, he from a from a media standpoint, he's a journalist's best friend. Like people, journalists love KD because he reacts. Like <laughs> they, journalists love guys. People love guys who pay like who pay attention, especially athletes. Baker Mayfield has a narrative. Yeah, he's a narrative that he's a he's a. He's a, he won, he goes to the best situations to win, and I feel like he he will stick this out with Brooklyn because there is a notion that he has to be on the best roster to win the championships. I think he it would serve him better, like, and he would serve he would think in his mind. I think it serves him better to stay and try to work this out, even though if it is a tough situation to break with in Brooklyn after uh, if James or Kyrie or both of them are gone. So I think he'll stick it out. Hey. What if we try to get a? Uh, what if we get Dame Lillard to come over, man? I mean, I like that. Damon, 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 Katie, bro. That would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, do you think they need a third person? Um, if you get the right ball players, not necessarily, but it would be nice to get. You a know third what? Keeper, but... If I'm Brooklyn, let me hot take. Right, it's a hot. It's probably a hot take. Y'all probably say it's a hot take, but if I'm Brooklyn, I'll just say, hey, look, give me uh Dame and CJ McCollum. That's my big three. How are you gonna? They ain't gonna do that. But they, oh, give me both of them. They don't have that. They, the only way they could probably get Damian is if Kyrie's involved in that. That's the only way, in my opinion. Kyrie, man, is crazy. Kyrie, yeah, I like Kyrie gone. too, man. <laughs> but hey, that's that's his choice, man. But I, I mean, look, man, I, take Katie got himself in the situation, man. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying this too, man. I just think you left a great situation, man. You left a great situation in Golden State, man. This is like this is like Jerry Jones firing Jimmy Johnson, bro. At the, at, at the, the Cowboys' peak, you fired this dude. You got rid of this dude because you couldn't get along. So that's how I see it. They got anything that. I was gonna say the reason why he wants it because everyone said he uh, the only reason why he won the title is because he hopped on the Warriors bandwagon. So if he wanted to go somewhere and be the man and bring Brooklyn their first title, so he should have went across the street, man. Say what? He should have went down the street, man. No, he shouldn't have. Yeah, he did, man. That was should have happened. Yeah, he should have. He did the right thing. <laughs> the Knicks were the Knicks were dysfunctional, and also. I'm not sure if this is y'all heard this story, but some people said that what's his name didn't want to give him the max. Dolan didn't want to give him the max. Dolan's an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, the the Knicks could also be a possibility for Damian Lillard because they need a point guard too. But uh, that's another story for another day. But my point is, KD left and he wanted to prove that he could be the man, and and not the foundation was already built in Golden State. He's building something, trying to build something in Brooklyn. And so 
that's why I don't see him leaving unless if, if for some crazy reason they decide to rebuild, then I, I can see that. But I don't think Brooklyn's going to do that anytime soon. They're all in a one in a championship. Yeah, they know, Leo. Uh, I just feel well. I agree with everything y'all saying. I just feel like they come on Brooklyn. They invest a lot of money in this team, so this this is a this is a win now for that team. KD not getting any younger. He's thirty three years old. They're gonna put. They're gonna do everything they can to surround with the best talent that they can in terms of winning the championship. There's no. This isn't no calling for nobody. I think if if, if Kyrie or if Kyrie and James Harden move on via trade or free agency or signing trades, they're gonna try to get the best players with coming in now. I mean, like they probably they might go down to Bradley Beal wheel again. You never know. Bradley Beal could be available in a, in a deal somewhere. So it, it's, they're gonna to try to go star hunting. If, if if a star leaves, a star guarantee gets guarantee you that a star is coming too. So they're not just gonna be bare. They're not gonna let the cover be bare. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, they're they gonna have something. They're gonna have something in play in plan if this stuff goes haywire, man. They're not gonna let it, you know, just become a dumpster fire, man. I, I, I don't see that happening, man. Um, I mean, they might at worst they might let go Steve Kerr. He might he may be the uh you know the, uh, what do you call it the fallback guy when somebody gets Steve fired. To my Steve Nash. Yeah, Steve Nash. My bad. The fallback guy. Yeah. Escape, escape scapegoat, code. yeah, scapegoat, yeah. So we'll see how everything plays out. All right, man. So that's all we have for y'all for right now, man. Just give us a like, comment, subscribe to the channel. You listen to this through uh, YouTube. You hear it through uh, Apple. Give us a five star uh, review, five star rating. Leave a comment. Um, also, tomorrow we we have tomorrow on the site we'll have uh, the uh, NFC Championship game uh, preview prediction. Uh, prediction. Uh, Sunday, well, yeah, not Friday. Well, Friday we had an NFC Championship prediction. Sun Saturday we'll have um, Bengals, uh, Chiefs, AFC, NFC uh, Championship preview. We have some uh, NBA. We're gonna start our NBA content, you know, back up. And as the season, um, the NFL season, you know, comes to a close, we're gonna ramp it more up on um, the NBA, um, more NBA topics, more NBA content, more NBA. Uh, Ring content, uh, more Memphis content. So we'll be um, transitioning into uh, basketball pretty much. About a basketball heavy podcast. We'll talk a little NFL every now and then, but it won't, won't, won't be as much. Um, that's all we have for y'all for right now. Just give us a like, comment, subscribe. Just check out strike7sports.com for this content on NFL, the NBA, and much more. Have a blessed night. We out. Peace. <laughs>